Hello, hello, people. If you are listening to this, that should mean it is Friday. So in this case, happy Friday. Welcome to Chase Talks Hip Hop. And as you can tell by the title, it is titled Dynamic Duo Outcast. And I believe last time I even talked about duos and hip hop was really early in the podcast about a few years ago where I talked about, you know, the best duos in hip hop. And I'm pretty sure I mentioned Run the Jewels, Outcast. Um, guru, Premier, you know, Gangstar, all, all these people, but I'm going to focus on Outcast because everyone knows if you're listening to my show, you listen to my music, you know I'm a fan of Andre, you know I'm a fan of Outcast, not just Andre, I know Andre gets a lot of shine, but I am a fan of the duo as a whole, Big Boy is an amazing lyricist, he's an amazing technician with his, his ability to jump from flow to flow, and if you don't believe that Big Boy is as dope, or if not more dope than Andre 3000, you need to shut the fuck up, because Big Boy, his solo albums, okay, if if you're not too into Big Boy's solo albums, I I see why, same time though, if you listen to, I haven't heard a feature verse that Big Boy hasn't killed, and I'm saying this genuinely, and, and I say this because I remember listening to Run the Jewels, and this track in particular had a feature from Big Boy. I remember he had this ill line. He said, I don't have to worry about neighbors. I've been sitting on acres. He said some shit like that, and it just kind of caught me off, off guard because I'm not saying that... <laughs> it, just, it just caught me off guard how, how dope of a brag it is. It's like because rappers, sometimes like they get a little stale with how they brag about shit, but Big Boy fucking murdered it. And um, just to take it back, you know, um, Andre... And uh, Big Boy, they were friends since they were in school. They clicked. They rapped together. Uh, the Dungeon Family, uh, Organized Noise. I, and I recommend, please, go watch the Organized Noise documentary on Netflix if it's still up and active. I really love that documentary. I love it so much because it really breaks down the evolution of that, that the Southern era of hip-hop, especially in that beginning stage where it was really blowing up. You know, and, that, and it brings up Goody Mob. It brings up a lot. But as far as Outkast goes, Outkast to me is one of the greatest duos in hip-hop because they have some of the best albums that ever came from a duo. And when I say that, I mean this realistically. Like, think about Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music. Think about um, fucking Stankonia. Think about Aquimini. Think about ATLians. And even think about Speaker Box and The Love Below. I'm excluding Idlewild because that was more of a soundtrack for their movie. But basically, what I'm getting down to is that I don't think they really had a bad album. And for a duo uh, who, who I think, what, they had over a decade of longevity, like far over a decade, right? It's pretty impressive. It's really impressive. And I remember being a kid and going to Best Buy, and I remember copying the CD, the double album for Speaker Box and The Love Below, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this thing's heavy for a CD. And I was like, oh, wait, it's two discs? And I'm like, wait, it's Outcast, but it's technically a solo album by Andre Three Stacks called The Love Below, and it's not a rap album. It's more of an R&B-influenced album. So what I love about Outcast is that they were able to subvert expectation and yet make it work. You know, like, no one was expecting that shit, but it worked. And then Big Boy had the chance to shine. He worked with Jay-Z. Andre also made an appearance on the project. They made appearances as Outkast, technically, on this Outkast album, yes. But it was really interesting how they kind of took a different creative approach and said, listen, like, let's try to combine both our worlds into this set piece. 
and show the contrast of, you know, the speaker box world and the world of the love below. And throughout this podcast, I'm going to be jumping around quite a bit, uh, considering like just the whole entire nature of Outkast and and the fact that everybody wants an Andre 3000 solo album, but in reality, we kind of got it already. And it's really kind of a funny paradox because it always just comes down to semantics, right? But when I think about one of my favorite Outkast albums, I go to AT Aliens. I think personally, that is my personal favorite Outkast album because I've I've lived with it more. I sat with it and I listened to it a lot. And Aquimini is amazing because it has the art of storytelling. It has a slick Rick feature. And uh, come on, heroes eventually die. And horoscopes often lie But sometimes I never know for sure I love that shit And plus, you also get to see what influenced Kendrick Lamar Because if you listen to ATL and Aquimini You can tell me, you cannot tell me that it, it didn't influence What Kendrick Lamar did later on in his career When he came to fruition So, Outcast to me Is highly influential Ridiculously influential Like, to me I think Outcast is definitely one of the most influential hip-hop duos of all time because their energy permeates. Like, Earth Gang... Like, Earth Gang permeates Outkast energy somewhat because Outkast was willing to take creative risk, was willing to use vibrant colors. They were willing to grow from what made them popularize. Like, maybe... And I'm not saying they grew from their southern roots. They didn't grow from it. They, 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 they grew the, the southern roots and attached everything else they were into and when I say they attached everything else they were into I mean that big boy attached his interest and love for dogs pit bulls puppies and that Andre attached his love for fine art women etc and and that's the thing like it's always cool because you you get the the relationship between the Aquarius and the Gemini and I like how this symbolism comes together uh whether it's uh what is it astrology I really for the time, it's so they're so ahead of their fucking time because they were doing this before it was popularized to do so. And it's impressive as fuck. And for me, if you go through the if you go through the discography of Outcast, what's so impressive is that you really don't find stinker music. You can find stuff that you like maybe a little bit less than the other, but overall Outcast has remained wildly consistent throughout their career. And even though they're not currently releasing music, the body of work that they have withstands. And it's going to withstand the test of time. And I mean that wholeheartedly because I can go back and listen to ATLians and I can still find something I like. I can still listen to Aquimini. I can still listen to all these projects and pick up on stuff. And also, you got to consider the fact Stankonia is like, what, 28 tracks? And then the Love Below speaker box is like 40-something songs. It's all really, really amazing that they were able to have such a high output while they were together, while they were signed to Arista Records, I believe. Was it Arista? I think it was. And the development, like the development is insane because you you can't tell me that Andre didn't grow and become more than a rapper. Big Boy did as well. Now, don't get me wrong. Big Boy is very musically inclined. I've seen him do some crazy shit um, as, as a producer. So I, I think I think Big Boy has great production chops, and like we we've, we've been able to notice that. And he's also, of course, he's been under the tutelage of Organized Noise. He's been around Goody Mob, all these classic and uh, main staples of hip hop, Southern hip hop, right? And two, Outkast to me, 
that moment and if you listen to the audio clip in the beginning the south has something to say i have mentioned this moment so much and that moment has been mentioned so much because it foreshadowed what would become with modern day hip-hop and how the the southern world would have such a big influence on it and even now and that's what i think is really beautiful about it is that throughout this time period it never wavered outcast has has always been loved they've always been respected and we get to see their influence on all all scales right and now we get to see the influence of southern hip-hop in general right i mean because when you look at it a lot of the rappers tearing it up are from the south that includes what little baby you know that includes you know i believe gunna like a lot of these dudes are are from the south and they're fucking killing it right now thugga like a lot of these amazing artists who that they they're just looking for like that chance to shine and blow up and they and they've been receiving it um with, with flying colors I'm, and i'm happy for them because the idea of having a duo like having a group is difficult and so is having a duo Having a duo is less difficult because, again, it's it's less people to split things with, etc. You know, I, I think that when you have a big group dynamic, like you have the Wu-Tang Clan, of course you're going to have to run into things about, you know, you're going to run into issues like, oh, we got to split this, we got to, you know, split the money this way. And I remember watching the Wu-Tang of Mike's and Men documentary, and that would kind of come into play, like how come this person gets this percentage, etc., etc. But... In the case of a duo, you can split it down between the artists, right? Big Boy and Andre, and then you can break it down to business scale, label, management, etc. But for a duo to have the kind of success that they did, it is nothing short of amazing. Like, people don't get, it's like, they, they even though they, they broke up and they, or they had their hiatus, you got to be honest with yourself and, and you got to look in the mirror and just know that they probably delivered all of their best shit that they could as a duo together i mean they were hanging out for fucking years and you know i mean maybe at some point things do come to an end like how certain businesses might end and other ones might grow of course but in the case of outcast i always felt like it was a vital decision where again you don't want to force things because at the end of the day i wasn't the biggest fan of that performance they did at coachella i felt like it was phoned in because they maybe they didn't want to be there or maybe things just weren't right with them maybe not personally maybe it was business maybe it was something else but overall like where i send the highest praise towards outcast is within the writing um the flows like within the pure art form of what they did i mean they inspire me to this day and they inspire how i create music and conceptually operate and they inspire the kendrick lamars the j coles that they they've they've really provided that legendary status and everything and that's what's powerful and i'm gonna have to do a legend segment on each of them separately but the the idea of the to me this dynamic duo this segment is because i want to draw attention to how difficult it is to 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 be a part of a duo at points and to to have that competition but also that competition can breed some amazing music you know bad meets evil eminem and royce i think that they make some of their best music when they're together it's no coincidence that LP and Killer Mike have had a huge resurgence working together, you know? And uh, what else? I mean, 50 Cent and Soldier Boy, they, they could have dropped an album. I don't think they did, but that could have happened because that Mean Mug record hit. So there are always duos. There, there's, this, I, there's even uh, moments where we hear a song and we're like, damn, they should do an album. 
So that's impressive, you know, because again, we have groups like Slaughterhouse that can form together naturally, you know, because Joe Budden wanted to record a record and then boom, 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 they all hop on a song. Next thing you know, they start a rap group. And in the case of Andre and Big Boy, these are two, they were two young men who had a shared love for music, both of them being from Atlanta. And then they put that shared experience together and they have a great story to tell. And I think that's a big reason why they're popular. I think that Outkast is just, for me, top five duo. I don't know if I can throw them at number one, but they're in that top five slot for sure. Um, who else did I mention? Gangstar. Fucking amazing. Because, like, to, to be able to do what they do and to have uh, such an endearing legacy, it's not easy. And, you know, to come up, drop, I mean, like, think about it. They drop Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, Players Club, hit record, boom. And that was enough, and it got them a lot of traction. And from there, they, they, they subverted expectations. Like, fuck you, we're going to do ATLians. Fuck you, we'll do Equimini. Fuck you, we're going to do Stankonia. Like, we're going to do Speaker Box, The Love Below. We'll do Idlewild. Oh, yeah, we'll do a movie, too. Because they didn't let anybody put a lens or uh, put, put barriers on their creativity. And they put funk into their music. They injected a lot of amazing live musicianship. They sought out production that made sense. They sought out the right kind of sounds. And it worked for them. And, and it, I mean, exponentially, right? Like, Because the thing about great hip-hop is that usually it comes from following the fun, right? You, it comes from following the vibe, following the energy, whatever it is that may be. But I think Outkast, why they stay in that test of time is because of their artistry, you know, is is because of their visuals. I mean, I think about the visuals for um, B.O.B. Bombs over Baghdad. I mean, come on, the music. And then you have the visuals, the tour bus, the coloration that they did and the editing. It's just fucking bonkers that at that time, they're like, yeah, we're going to go with this. We're going to do it. And this was also, what, during the era of fucking, well, like, like you know, Shady Records, Aftermath, G-Unit, Jay-Z, all this stuff. And then you have these guys going so far off the beaten path. and But at the same time, they were still relatable. We still believed it. And we love the lore, we love the story, we love the characters, and we love the contrast between Andre and Big Boy and their similarities as well. And that's what makes a great group dynamic. It's what makes a great group effort. It what makes it it's what makes a dynamic duo, guys. But um anyway, I want to say thank you guys for listening. I'm a huge Outcast fan, and um I hope you guys enjoyed how I edited this. I'm uh, working on doing a different podcast. Sometimes I record it from my phone. I plan on doing the majority of them uh, through a studio, having my speakers set up, my microphone, everything. Again, I'm getting everything settled. But yeah, I'm. the goal is to October. Again, I've been saying this. I've been working, the, working on the website, trying to make it more professional. And I'm at a point where I just want to fucking delete the thing and start from scratch, if I'm being honest. But it is what it is. Um, I'm working on this music. I'm getting it crafted right. And I just want everything to be perfect. I have the Nope tape dropping in October. I was going to drop it today, but unfortunately it didn't work. Um, I want to push it to October just so I have the quality right. And again, it's Halloween time. It's based off the movie Nope. Huge fan of that shit. I think I've watched it five times. Anyway, guys, what do you think of Outcast? What do you think of their legacy? What do you think of the possibility of them even getting together? Is it possible? Let me know. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll catch you on the flip side.